Hey everybody, welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always is my co-host, Mike. Hey. And we're digging in to the issue 83 from April of 1996, which for some reason features Earthworm Jim 2 in the cover, even though we've already reviewed it. It's a feature game. I guess they're going over codes and secrets, all the dirt. Before it's we get a into the year. yes, it is a slow year. Before we get into the episode, I I thought I should probably mention that uh, we have been playing with, and now I think it's official. Every time uh, we record this season, we are actually doing it live on Facebook. Woo-hoo. So if you want to engage with us as we record the issue, uh, you can join us on uh, Thursdays around. 11 to 12 starting time uh, Eastern. Uh, that would be on the East Coast of the United States for all of you global listeners out there. Uh, that's kind of when we start, and it takes about two and a half, three hours sometimes to get through. And there's a little chat thing. You can message us, so and we'll respond live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Right, Mike? <laughs> uh, while we're plugging stuff, let's get the plugs out of the way. Mike, tell us about the scoop you got. Uh, on the graveyard shift, we have got quite a treat for you. I got to, me and Sheldon, got to hang out with far more time than we ever thought we ever deserved. Having a conversation with the head of Troma Entertainment, Lloyd Kaufman, the creator, director, and mascot for the Toxic Avenger, uh, Troma's War, so many so many amazing independent movies he gave us so much time and it, it's like check out the graveyard shift the uh issue episode 44 will be the uh the number that's the uh, lloyd kaufman interview and we'll be Make sure to, to yeah we'll be sure to cross post that on the Playing with power facebook oh, yeah. page as well of course do you have any, any uh particular experience with trauma films oh yeah i watched uh uh Toxic Avenger, I've seen uh, Citizen Toxie, of course, and uh, that one's got a really interesting beginning scene with like the guys that take a, a school somewhat like hostage, but they're all wearing like diapers. Yeah, the diaper mafia. Yeah, the diaper mafia. And they take over the retard class, which That's is what, what they actually call it. And they have like one scene where uh, one of the diaper mafia women beat one of the retard girls senseless with her own tits. <laughs> Lovely. So, it's, yeah, remember those? It's one of those movies. I've seen a couple. I mean, I've seen a few other trauma films, but I couldn't tell you which ones were just produced by trauma and which ones were actually made by trauma. Yeah, because um, Cannibal, the uh, Trey Parker movie, that was distributed by trauma. Right. Cause I've always seen a, fa- a fan of that one, um, and I assume you asked him my questions, so I'll look forward to hearing them in the episode. Don't don't spoil it for me now. Um, I've yeah. completely forgotten what your question was, so hopefully I got to it. Oh, God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, gave, I gave Sheldon a list, and then we, we I got it back from him, so hopefully it's in there. I've long since forgotten it. Well, maybe he answered anyways. You never know. If not, then when we go to, if we ever head to New York to the set of Troma Studios, like oh. you just remind me, and we'll I'll bring I'll bring it up then. Oh, and I don't know if you saw the uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone film, Orgasmo. I I never saw it. I heard of it. Well, Lloyd Kaufman's in it. Um, 
so he's actually in, in it at the very end. He plays the doctor uh, who inspects the bad guy at the end. <laughs> and, well, he's also um, in uh, Guardians with James Gunn. Is he in Guardians? Yes, when they the show the uh, yeah, when they show the prison in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's he's the uh, the guy in the he's the guy in the crowd on the upper level, like when he's like shaking the bars and like oh fresh meat, uh, he's right there front and center. Oh, I I guess I missed him. Oh well, anyways, he's a uh, yeah classic B movie director and uh, personality in the B movie trade, so it's right up my alley. Um. So, anyways, I uh, hope you hopefully you all should check that out. And how can they get find your your fine podcast, your other podcast, Mike? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike. Not to be confused with the Graveyard Shift, the Evangelical Podcast. I don't know why they chose that name, but you know <clears throat> what? Keep bothering them. Tell them, oh, I thought you lived up to your name, and then like just like make them feel really bad. And. Uh, you can also check out Technobabble on the Geek Fallout Productions Facebook page and uh, podcast feed available on iTunes and Stitcher. And that's the revival of my very first podcast where we talk about technology, science, positive news that's happening. It's just like a big mishmash of current events discussed by two idiots. The cherry popper, as it were. Oh yeah, we're uh, we're recent. We're currently airing the old archive just to for new listeners so that they get everything in the proper order. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be producing new episodes, so you'll get to hear what I sounded like with uh, a substandard microphone and no professional supervision. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> well. <laughs> When I say professional, I mean like audio professional. Like, oh, I got you. Like nobody really cared about like sound levels or you know you. matching anything. It was just we're going to record say. it and maybe throw a thing in and that's that. I was going to say, since when did we get professionally supervised here? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and if, and if anyone wants to find out more about me and my, I have a side project. I have a solo project uh, podcast called Repeat One, all one word. And uh, that is a music podcast. It's short form. It's about uh, songs you can play on loop and the stories behind them. So you can go to uh, repeat1.podbean.com or facebook.com slash repeat1podcast and find it there. And uh, without further ado, I think we should dig into the issue here at hand. Yeah, we get to see Earthworm Jim on a gym wheel. Which is a uh, a tricycle. Yeah, it's like a what are those things? The with the big, the big wheel, big wheels. Yeah, it's like big wheels. Except they don't seem particularly big. Well, I mean, they're they're small by comparison to Jim, but that's what the product was called was big wheels. But anyways, we got Jim on one of them. He's got his gym wheel, and then that Psychro on the other one. And I don't, can't see what his is called. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it means, but that's exactly what I'm looking at. Thanks, Ed. And uh, they're they're racing each other, and I like Jim's look on his face. He looks very serious. He's got a tongue hanging out, and they're both racing on these ridiculously small tricycles, and which apparently have headlights. And it's a nice illustration. So decent cover. Don't know why it's on the cover of the magazine though. But uh, as Mike said, it's a slow year. 
it's a slow year until they get to the N64. And speaking of which, in a tiny posted stamp corner of the cover here, we see a preview for Shadows of the Empire, which is coming yep. soon. Yep, and we get to see the uh, the clan trooper. <laughs> uh, make the Empire great again. <laughs> All right. Let's dig in here. I'm going to skip past the disgusting uh, nail clipping advertisement that we've seen for many months now. If you don't see anybody standing tall and proud for the Imperial flag, get that son of a bitch rebel off the field. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so what we have here in the table of contents, we've got codes, cows, and the complete scoop on Earthworm Jim 2. So even though they already featured it uh, in a previous issue, they are now going to feature it again. It says, Could have made it about Chrono Trigger, a great game, but no. But no, we're going to review uh, tips and tricks for Earthworm Jim 2. And we have a drawing here of Evil the Cat throwing salt onto a snail. And he's saying, Escargo, Escar went. Wah, wah. Which is not a terribly good joke at all. And then we've got full coverage this, this episode for Power Pigs of the Dark Age, the Smurfs, and then for Game Boy, see, I told you it was, it was Slim Pickens here, Kirby's <laughs> Block Ball, Pocahontas College Slam, and then we're getting into some uh, re-reviews. So they're going to feature, why not, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. <laughs> and then they've got uh, special features about Shadows of the Empire for N64, Killer Instinct 2 for Arcade, uh, and then they have a password special, apparently. And then later on, they go over more detail into Super Mario RPG, Tactics Ogre, uh, which is for Super Nintendo, and more. So, let's dig in here to the Player's Pulse, which is our mailbag section. And, and uh, boy, do we get a treat. Yeah. We get to see some lovely Ayla from Chrono Trigger standing in her loincloth. Holding her club, looking at you like a, like an old pinup girl, <laughs> like ready for snoo snoo. Yeah, why don't you go through the whole art since it's strewn about on both pages here? Go through it all here, and then we'll get back to the letters. Uh, well, we get to see uh, a very dark green Yoshi. Like, I think he's from like the hood Yoshi. He is just like, r- like ready to huck an egg at a piranha plant that's drooling. So that's pretty darn neat. The artwork, I don't know if it's like the best. The Chrono Trigger one was really, is really the uh, the topper for me. But we do get to see, uh, is it Earthworm Jim? Uh, at a block saying, way cool. And uh, like, is he playing a virtual boy? Uh, it's really difficult to see that drawing. I thought it was Rush from Mega Man X. But then no, I see got- the Earthworm on top of it, so... Yeah, it looks like Earthworm Jim is leaning into a virtual boy saying, Way cool! Uh, I believe you. (laughs) And then we get to see Killer Instinct. Now, this is a a nice pan of Fulgore, T-Hawk, Orchid, Skull... No, Orchid's on the other side. I was getting to her. We get like a... Stalfos? Yeah, a Stalfos with uh, claws... Some buzz cut, uh, a lizard, and then orchid. Jago. And then we got Kirby. Combo. 
And then we got Kirby just like opening up his mouth, staring at the camera, like, ah! he's, like he's sucking in the viewer. <laughs> Maybe. And then we get to see a hamster who's uh, not too happy about it. Mm. And then on the next page, we got some uh, more Super Mario World 2 art. And this is really neat. It's got uh, basically all the characters, all the bosses on it. All on one uh, stuff. We got like the big Koopa, the big Boo, the, uh, well, all the other things I can't remember. And then we get to see uh, Kirby's Dreamland with pencil crayon. It's very nice. And then uh, we got Derpy Kong <laughs> playing with some uh, Koopas in a barrel and a snake and a big thuggy Koopa. This is and my then favorite. we got. This is yeah, my favorite killer, one. Killer Instinct 2, Yoshi's Island, where we got Baby Fulgore riding Yoshi. Yes. And, and Yoshi's got this Garfield-like malaise about him, saying, the stork will pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then we top it off with some uh, also derpy, derpy man, derpy mega man. Who looks like he's like telling the cloud to talk to the hand. Like, I don't know what that cloud did to piss him off, but he ain't having it. Mm. And he's giving like a goofy bucktooth smile to the camera. I mean, like, Rush is like the most well drawn, competent looking thing here. But yeah, Yoshi, <laughs> Killer Instinct Yoshi's Island, that, that would be a game. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Whenever you get the baby knocked off, instead of like trying to collect him, you're like, you're trying to save him from the enemies, or trying to save the enemies from him. So the first letter is from someone named Vamushka, via something called America Online, and the title of the letter says "Render unto Vamushka," <laughs> and uh, they say, "I like the new design of Nintendo Power a lot. It seems less childish than before." As for the look of Arena, the battle zone is a pretty cool idea, but overall look of Arena seems too gray and sterile and flat or something. Which brings me to the entire mag. The rendered graphics are nice, but sometimes I think there's too many of them. They end up looking, as I said, flat and sterile. Classified information is, well, it just doesn't seem right without the manila envelope colored pages. All the other aspects of the magazine are great. Also, I noticed in January's bonus issue, which was very nice, in the background of the player's pulse, there were drawings of Earthbound that looked like they were drawn by the same guy who did one of the pieces of envelope art. Did you guys take that guy's drawings and use them as the background? And they said, yes, the background art was drawn by Firquin Root, who also contributed a nice piece of envelope art to our volume 80 gallery. So that's someone with a really good eye for uh, art styles, apparently. I don't know, the name like Vamushka sounds like a Russian troll to me. <laughs> Put out the sanctions. <laughs> Back to the future. First of all, I would like to say I love your magazine and read it all of the time. The bonus issue and the Nintendo 64 video I got were really cool. Concerning the questions you asked us readers in volume 80, I have to say I very much like the changes. Ever since I've been reading Nintendo Power, which has been since volume 1, I like the way things were set up and I found the information, tips, and reviews very informative. Then in volume 68, you changed the way the magazine looked and for the most part, I really didn't like it. No, sir, I didn't like it. <laughs> However, in volume 80, you changed it again, and I have to honestly say I do like it. 
from the addition of one page to player's pulse to the redesigned classified information, everything is designed to look very, very cool. I have to say this magazine now really rocks. And that praise came from Nate Douglas of Hard On Montana. Mm. And then we have Catherine Smith from Fort Braggadocio, uh, California. <laughs> and it says, better letters. I think it's great that you've expanded the player's poll section. I enjoy reading about what other players have done or are doing. And I have found that they have wonderful ideas and opinions. Keep it up. Well, that's and, a swell. Uh, <laughs> well, this, guy sh- this one shares my opinion. A plain brown envelope, please. About the volume changes, about the changes in volume 80, you've really crammed in the goods. But I have to talk about classified information, you gotta change it back. That vanilla, that manila st- folder style is a tradition. Yep, I agree with this guy. And you probably <laughs> already know about it, but please don't cut off the captions below the pictures in Counselor's Corner in the middle of a sentence again, okay? Your player's pulse is bigger, good. Your epic center is smaller, bad. And your arena has changed again, neutral. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the neutral. Mm-hmm. Other comments. I like those passwords. More? I love your cover. It looks like another great year. Keep it up. From John Pajak from Kenosha, Wisconsin. And they responded saying the Epic Center varies in size from month to month, John. We squeezed it down to nine pages in volume 80 to make room for the news from Mr. Shinkai, but pumped it back up to 13 pages in this issue. And then uh, Joel Stroop from Lincolnton. North Carolina says an ad-free environment. I love the power charts and take two reviews. I also love the fact that Nintendo Power is a clean magazine without any dirty advertisements. Uh, have you seen the, the nail clippings? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for, for such a great magazine. For, yeah, Lincolnton. Wow, what a weird name. I came, I saw, Icon. I'm writing to. Well, that sounds like a letter from John. <laughs> I'm writing to you on what I think of your new setup. I think your contents page is way better than the old one. Of course, the player's pulse is better. I like the old power charts better than the new ones. Your new classified information is superior to the old one. Oh my god, can't this country come together? <laughs> I am glad Counselor's Corner is still the same. I like your new arena, but it's too flashy. The new icons and now playing are awesome. Packwatch is always cool. Send my regards to Mario by Rick Ross. From Mount Union, Pennsylvania. Mount Onion, I believe. <laughs> All right. From, uh, let's see here. Painting from Mario Paint. For the most part, the changes you've made have been good, but some things should remain sacred. For instance, you've changed the border of classified information. It's practically unrecognizable. And every time you change the contents page, it gets harder to read. <laughs> Hey, why don't you guys add a Mario Paint artwork section like you have an envelope art section? From Kenny Pardue from Pinville, Louisiana. Uh, Mario, and they responded, Mario Painters out there, listen up. Send in your masterpieces. It will run the best. You mean from Painville, Louisiana. <laughs> They're all a bunch of roided from, up Cajuns. Yes, from Painel, Louisiana. <laughs> So, no, no, no humor for rumor. Wow, what a weird. I am 13, and I like the pictures of Kate Game Boys. Okay, you're starting to redeem yourself. I myself once sent in a pic of an R-Wing made of Legos. Oh, dope, son. Oh, man, how do you manage all those ankles? 
Mm-hmm. I also like the layout. It's easy to find such things, and there isn't too much gibberish. Oh, he ain't having that jibber-jabber. Just what people want. And please, no more rumors. I once looked an EGM, a premier rumor mag. Oh, man. And they had everything wrong. They even put in the Japanese name of the Mega Man X bosses. Shots fake, fired. Fake game coverage. From PJ Speed Read via AOL. Take a hint, please. The new Nintendo Power page setups are rocking with all the new artwork and the new layouts for the regular sections. The only problem that I have is that the articles about the games have gone from the first grade level, where you told everything in great detail, to super pro status, where there was a lot about the game's graphics and sound, but not a lot of gameplay hints. Don't get me wrong, I like the fact that the articles are not geared to make me feel like an idiot, but at points in the game, I like to know a bit more about where I am than what's provided by a scaled-down map and a couple of words. From Mike Finkelstein from uh, Gravyville, Illinois. I thought you were going to say Gayville. <laughs> Gay! <laughs> you got classy classified information. Really? You could have just called it classy with a hyphen and fide, but I guess no one's got, there's no accounting for punnery. Mm. The changes you've made to the 96 you know, Nintendo Power. The old Nintendo Power, when it was great again, used huh. to, would have done puns. The best puns. The best puns. People came around saying, hey, you know you know who's got great puns? Nintendo Power. Oh, Nintendo I, Power. I, I, Let's I make Nintendo Power great again. Yeah, the changes you've made to the 96 and Nintendo Power are great. I really like how you've made it look so computerized for the classified information. Oh. And the arena looks totally cool. Pack Watch is cool, too. I also got a kick out of the Earthworm Gym game because of the bonus in the back of the bonus issue. Oh, yeah, that little uh, cutout game that you have. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's great. Thanks, I had to get that out. By Terry Starnes of Orlando, California, Florida. Florida. You know, he does that song. Orlando Floride. Shorty got low, 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 low. The, oh, yeah, with about them apple bottom apple jeans and bottom the boots. Jeans. Yeah, we have a uh, snowman. That uh, Frosty the Snowman that you squeeze his hand and he sings the song and dances to it. Wait, is he saying like "Shorty got cold, cold, cold"? No, it's just a clip of the song. <laughs> I wish it. I wish it was a version. Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur, with the fur. Yeah. Oh my gosh! They cut it off before the uh, whole whole uh, give that big booty a smack piece. Thank goodness. Otherwise, I have my kids walking around singing that. (laughs) Well, when they get a little bit older, you can just uh, swap out that circuit board, do a little programming, and there you go. (laughs) Yeah. I'll get right on that one. (laughs) All right. Tell us about the loyal. The loyal opposition. I have been a loyal buyer and subscriber of Nintendo Power since its birth and would like to give you a few comments in your magazine. Uh Uh-oh, about to call us baby ugly. Okay. I've always respected you guys, but I do have a few concerns about Nintendo Power. I saw that you printed a letter from a reader named Charles Summers in Volume 81, and I agree with his point. You seem to only print letters that are short and say something to the effect of, Your magazine rules. Virtual Boy is great. I love your mag. Personally, I find these letters annoying. 
I like long letters that address some serious points, whether it compliments your magazine or not. Does this help you? Anyways, I hope you listen to your readers as they are the ones with the best suggestions for your magazine. I doubt that you will print this letter since letters like these are the ones I would like to see printed into the power, to the power but don't. From Jonathan, Jonathan Ratface, uh, Liberty, Missouri. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, then since that carried this. over, since that carried over, let's continue with the rest of the letters and we'll come back to the power charts. Yeah, and, uh, well, we get to see a picture from the, uh, the Great Well of China with, well, it looks like one of the locals, but no, he's from California. Oh, God. And, uh, we got a letter, seeing through the smoke screen. All of the so-called greatest video games, companies, systems, and magazines on Earth are trying hard to make you look like a slow, lazy company. I know it's all an overdriven, hyped out of this world smokescreen. God, this kid woke, like, where do you get a load of 2010? <laughs> For example, Sega's Vector Man has computer model graphics that are only possible on the Genesis because they're simplified down to poorly colored animation. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country did computer modeled graphics first and better. Nintendo first. Mm-hmm. By Mitchell Glide. By, by Mitchell Astro Glide. By Mitchell Glade Plugin. <laughs> From Heartland, Michigan. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we have The Plot Thickens. I think that many of the storylines in RPGs are too simple. The story in Final Fantasy III was wonderful because of the complications and twists. If all games were like that, they would be perfect. From Michael Stout of Montebello, California. Yep. Georgia Gamer goes gaga for RPGs. I love the Epic Center. I really recently started playing RPGs after I rented Final Fantasy 3 out of boredom and because I heard it was really good. It was so addictive I went out and bought Breath of Fire. I just completed that game and now I'm playing Illusion of Guy, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, oh, I'm so sorry, and Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> All at the same time. What? Does this kid, like, have three TVs going on in his room? Like, what? Is he Rain Man? How many hands <laughs> does he have? Is he playing with his feet? <laughs> anyway, thanks again for adding the Epic Center. It's a great help, great help to us RPGers. Marla mm. Moore. Oh, my God. A girl gamer. I want to go to Georgia. Um, They don't like your kind there. Us highfalutin Canucks. I was gonna say the gays, but oh <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, someone named Game Coop via America Online says chillin'. I think it's cool that you're online. That's all. Nothing more. Apparently, oh that was God. worth printing. This was like the pre-Facebook equivalent of like, "Hi, thanks for the ad." First, yeah, in comments, kind of thing. Uh, what is up with people that like post on your timeline saying thank you for the invitation friend it's like what the what? fuck is up with you I don't get those <laughs> I think it's just you I don't know like one person pulled that shit it's just like someone posted on your timeline like first off who the fuck is this well, you, second what are they doing on my on my wall you send Facebook requests to like anyone and everyone though so it like, doesn't surprise well, yeah, me yeah I, I got shit to promote well so it's a you obviously added a bot, and the bot went and said, thank you, friend. And as soon as you see that, you should delete them. 
Because they're not real. They're, I've got, well, two, one of them was. I was just like, who the hell are you? And then we got talking, and now we actually talk every now and then. Oh. So it's, it's, some people are just weird. Well, then maybe find out if they're a real person or not. And then delete them if they're a bot. Speaking of bots, Shadowbot1. Wow, the first one. Man, if only we could have found this fucker and dealt with him. <laughs> Welcome to the arena. Mm. The changes you made to arena are definitely hot. I think this is the most awesome arena yet. Is this the first time someone said hot? No. In like I a don't cool. So. Using it in Nintendo Power, maybe. Hmm. I mean, like, this was 1996. So how many people were walking around saying, like, that's hot? I don't know. Hmm. Tell us about the mega idea. Okay, Josh Raceway via America on Online says, uh, A Mega Man game in Arena would be a good idea. I have never seen a Mega Man theme there. What, what, an, what a letter. Okay, it says in response, You're not the only fan who would like to see a Blue Bomber challenge, Josh. It's been a while since he's appeared. You just might see him in an upcoming challenge. And they have an illustration of Zero right below him. All right. Yeah, he, with, with his hair and his sword slashing, he looks like a Tide Pod. <laughs> He's doing the Tide Pod challenge. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Uh, and that was given to us by the guy from America on Ramp. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see here. So, Super NES Top 5. Number 5, Chrono Trigger. Number 4, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Number 3, Killer Instinct. Number 2, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. And number 1, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest. And then they have basketball games, but fuck that. Now Game Boy <laughs> Top 10. We got so shocking. What do you think the first number 1 is on basketball games? Without even knowing any of these things are. What do you think it's going to be? <laughs> oh, NBA Jam probably. Oh, shocking it is. Okay, moving Boom, on. Boom, shaka laka. <laughs> Game Boy, top five. <laughs> Tetris, Metroid 2, Super Mario Land 2, Donkey Kong Land, and The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Which was also number one last month because that game was the tits. Yep. Virtual Boy, top five. I'm surprised they found five of them. <laughs> number five, Golf. Number four, Mario Clash. Number three, Mario's Tennis. Number two, Galactic Pinball. And number one, Wario Land. Oh my god, Red Alarm's been knocked off. Yes, amen. I think it was a piece. Although, Galactic Pinball really doesn't deserve to be number two. It's not that I mean, good. Where's no, Tolero Boxer? I know, what's that other one? Waterworld. <laughs> I love how they slammed Waterworld in their own magazine. Where's the background? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about a game that I thoroughly enjoyed, Shadows of the Empire. So it's just a preview. We're not reviewing it this time, but no. let's go over what they're telling us, Mike. Well, it says, join us now as the power penetrates the shadows of this secret project for the first time. <laughs> and we get to see a, a programmer crunching numbers into a machine, but he's not actually doing that. He's just tapping on a keyboard. It would be fun to see actually like someone like cram numbers into a computer. But <laughs> then we got uh, Mark Hay Hutchinson, once programmed for the Tiny Sinclair computer. Now it's SGI or bust. And uh, I, he's standing next to 
something, holding something. Even I can't see what it is. And then we got a guy reaching into a donut box. But the <laughs> we got the uh, scene from Seven. What's in the box? Yeah, they have a Seven reference in here. That's amazing. A developmental Nintendo controller that feeds on brainwaves and looks like Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> well, it's funny. So they were like trying. To, were they trying to hide the controller from the user or something? I mean, they've already shown it in the issue, though. That's what's funny. I, this is a developmental controller, but I mean, they do have some oh. things that that register brainwaves. I mean, you've seen those uh, Star Wars toys that uh, where you float a ball, right? You know, I wonder if for like a dev kit, they shipped it with like a third-party controller that wasn't the real thing. That might be it. Otherwise, they'd be bragging about it, going, look at this thing. It's like a battering with a cock. <laughs> I bet you they shipped it with a competitor's controller. Oh, there's a Mad Cats in the box. Yeah, That's or why. something rigged up with duct tape and twine. And then we get to see a guy that looks like Dante from Clerks staring at us saying, John Knowles creates designs by hand and on the computer. And we also talk about stages, moves, critters, and more. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you would want to read the whole thing. No, they're showing us, so they're showing us some of the art and uh, some of the pre-rendered CGI. So like the first page that uh, we skipped over shows the ship of the main character. Um, It's kind of difficult to describe. It's kind of like a starfish I would say with like lasers blasting out of it uh, then it shows some art of like a grappling type hook thing and then another uh, gear and wrench and then it's showing an overview of like a uh, looks like a what's the city in Tatooine Mos Eisley Mos Eisley spaceport there it says it comes to life for the first time and shows the empire so you see the rendering there and then they have um, some artwork here, which is uh, storyboard sketches for the opening stage of Shadows of the Empire, which is uh, the Battle of Hoth. And uh, so you can see, it basically looks like screenshots from the movie, essentially, but it's, yeah, it's all... Yeah, we get to see sketches of Dash Rendar in his cockpit, mm-hmm. and then uh, zooming around a walker, and then we see it, a small walker going to the ground, and him just... What was that? That what was that? That McElroy shuffle or that thing that you that you did before mackling? Oh yeah, looks like the mackle. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Randar's doing the mackle towards yeah. the uh, the door. Co- it's like the door a console. it's like a half squat, not fully committed there. Yeah, it's like to one it's side. Like if you if you got stuck in the middle of the uh, the I can't dance video. Yeah. And it's showing us some actual screenshots, some alpha screenshots here of the Battle of Hoth. And uh, then it's digging into sort of the next level here. We've got screenshots of a Stormtrooper, uh, a screenshot of Dash Rendar, and then some action shots of uh, first-person perspective shooting at some Stormtroopers. And then another shot of, I don't even remember this guy, is a robot? It I looks like a sentry a- drone or something. Yeah, there was a uh, bounty hunter in this game, IG-88, but that's not him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that guy from the game, so that uh, may not have made it to the final stage. And then yeah, I don't remember this. Replaced him. They have an a image here, which looks pre-rendered almost from uh, um, Coruscant. And it says, ever wonder what the Imperial City of the Empire looks like? Wonder no more. The shadows grow long in Coruscant. I don't remember that being in the game. Maybe it's been a while, but... And then, uh, so it shows 
um, how they build out and render the, um, the models here. So you can see a wireframe, uh, a stormtrooper, then a ray shaded stormtrooper, and then one with texture mapping on top of it. So it's pretty cool to see that process. And then they tell you that there's a book you can get called Shadows of the Empire. And they probably tell you that there's also a uh, soundtrack album you can also buy. So that's what they have going on. And they'll tell us more about that uh, when it actually comes out. So mm-hmm. let's move on to our first featured game. Of course, the, the everyone knows this classic. It's Power Pigs of the Dark Age with pig, pigs with the two Gs from Titus. Don't you remember this one, Mike? Uh, so friggin' literally not. Right. And do you know what them up might be? Because this was probably from a TV show that actually didn't get picked up. <laughs> I have no idea about that, but uh, it is a not great uh, platformer. Oh really? With the with these uh, Mario with these uh, MS Paint backgrounds and the <laughs> yeah. and the intro screen that looks like it was like drawn with a crayon. Yeah, it's not good. It it uh, uses an art style like you called it. It's like MS Paint, so no shading or anything. Um, the animation is decent, um, and the action feels a bit like Aladdin with the sword. Um, so you're jumping around using a sword and, you know, I got to say the immediately the most annoying thing, so you control a, a giant, a big pig, essentially, an anthropomorphic <laughs> pig that has a big gut hanging out, which you see wobbling around every time you make a jump. And he's got a sword and he's fighting uh, uh, like foxes and stuff. And uh, it's supposed to be like medieval times. So it apparently is two players, but not simultaneous. It's like it changes off. So I think there are different characters you can play as with the second character. And the way you choose to be two players is you have to go into the options menu first, toggle it to players two, and then go back to the start menu and hit start. So Rather than just plug in a controller and hit start with it. Or like have an option that's like start two players or something like that which you would think would be pretty obvious. So, anyways, the most annoying thing about this game is the sound effect that they make when you jump up. It is loud and, like, springy, and you do it constantly because it's a platforming game. You're jumping, and it is so annoying. It's just awful. So it punishes you for doing what you have to do. Yes. Um, So I... I played through uh, most of the first level, and uh, it, it's just like these sort of medieval-looking high-rise downtown buildings, which you can see here on pages 18 and 19. And uh, different times, you have to climb to the top of them to get over. And other times, you can walk right in front of the buildings. So it was really unclear uh, what you know what path you were supposed to take, and like one-ups are presented. Or one ups and power ups are presented as donuts and donut holes for some reason. So I don't know if this is just like calling out cops or something. I don't know. Um, so I didn't get to the end of the level. It was uh, boring and uh, not fun. So that's my take on it. I think we should review the artwork 
for the rest of this. And uh, of course, some of the moves. So the first move they can do is a butt slam. Because why not? And then a spin well, jump. When, you, when you're a huge fat ass, of course, you got to use your posterior as a weapon. Yes, and I like the name of the second level here. It's called West Blowhole Forest. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> uh, and the boss on that level is uh, Puff the Black Magic Dragon. <laughs> That's cool. But it doesn't look like a black dragon at all. It looks like a wood dragon. I don't Like know. a creature of the forest. Yeah. They, actually, his name is Bruno. They just called it that in the, in the article here. And then uh, on page 20, we've got a picture of the girl pig. We got screenshots here, random shots of like a pig dressed up like Robin Hood in a bar (laughs) with no bartender. And apparently the only thing on tap is boxes of donuts, plain donuts. This is like the most depressing Tim Hortons. Yeah, it's not good. And then we got, uh, I guess, like the girl pig, which who... (laughs) He's <laughs> firing a crossbow, firing donuts. Yep. And she's looking it's down at the crossbow instead of wherever she's supposed to be shooting this donut at. Well, like she's trying to figure it out. I guess. Or she's like contemplating, how do I get this to shoot directly into my mouth? Yeah. Why Why are we firing food? Is it food or is it weapons? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're confused. Exactly. That's what she's like. She's like, wait a second, do we eat arrows and fire donuts? W- w- what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah, that whole level of, of stage three is like a, a donut shop, apparently. And they have deep fryers and everything. It is the most convoluted donut shop where all the deep fryers are on the third floor. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. This whole thing doesn't make any sense. It's just like someone had a bad dream about they eat bacon and donuts before they went to bed like a like a bacon maple donut but right before bed had a dream they were about watching it. they and were watching robin hood they, yeah and watching robin hood and then they woke up the next day and they're like oh my god i got a brilliant idea for a game james write donuts, this down donuts are everything they're they're ammunition they're money they're food johnson put this together into a game i've got the ticket this will be at those punks, Biker Meister Mars. We'll have power pigs of the Dark Age. And those Ninja Turtles, time to knock them back into the sewer. <laughs> right. What we need is pigs eating donuts in the Dark Ages. That's what's going to sell. It's got a hit to you. A hit. But, but, but yep. sir, everyone's talking about 3D graphics now. It's 1996. Fuck that. We're going with MS Paint graphics and pigs. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you can make pictures with computers now. You don't have to take a picture of them with a camera. You can make them in the computer. Look at them. Doesn't this look like a big donut factory to you? <laughs> <sighs> oh, fuck. Yeah, then they, let's see, they have more donut and factories. All these inserts, like, was this a TV show? Did Did you ever hear about this or see anybody playing... No. With a pig holding a sword. I have not heard about this game before or after this issue. This looks like some poorly underfunded TBS half-season shit. <laughs> it's just a video game. That's it. Is it? I mean, look at these inserts. This looks like it was a TV show as well. It was more than a game. I don't know. 
And then we got the... They did not uh, make a cartoon, so if they wanted to, they did not. The game did not sell it enough to get a game made of it. Maybe it was like a, a pilot that got passed around, and even Pizza Hut's just like, "Fuck, we're not even going to hand those out." I'm sure they just for the graphics, so they probably just hired an illustrator, like a cartoon illustrator, to draw it up. So mm-hmm. this, these are all the uh, these are all the um, uh, original cell shadings they used to make the game. That's the ticket, see? All right, and then apparently you can see the bad guy here on page 23. And uh, it is, shockingly, his name is called Wolf with two Fs. And uh, it's Wizard with two Zs. Wizard the Wolf, or Wizard of Wolf. And it's literally just a white wolf with red eyes wearing a wizard's outfit with, like, the stars and moons on it, like Mickey's... uh, Mickey the Wizard, the Alchemist, whatever. The assistant, well, magician's game, assistant. Game, there, I got game there. Pro. Game Pro loved this game. They loved the cartoon style graphics, the humorous sound effects, and the fast-paced music. Mm. Though he acknowledged that it lacked the sophistication of more recent platform games. And all game gave the score gave a score of three out of five, both offering praise for the graphics. Like I said, the animation was smooth. It's sort of like Aladdin. Mm. But uh, not the drawings. I don't like the drawing style, personally. So next is Killer Instinct. Do we have any more to say about this? Killer Instinct 2. Again. So this is probably the third month they've talked about this game, and it's still not out for any consoles or home systems. It's all the arcade games still, so clearly looking for filler. Uh, they're giving us moves for Saber Wolf, Tusk, TJ Combo, uh, Maya, Kim <laughs> Wu, and uh, isn't there I'm a liking, character named Wendy Wu? <laughs> I'm liking Saber Wolf. If you look, uh, his first attack on the second line mm-hmm. is basically like Fap Fuck Mike. <laughs> That's like your perfect Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, That's I, what I do to recover from doing this show. Skip skip forward to page uh, 30 here, and we have an interesting shot of Ken Lobb, development and evaluation manager, who we've seen in the Donkey Kong Country Exposed video. And uh, <laughs> he's got his hands out there touching the knobs of the arcade cabinet, and we have Kim Woo spread-legged, shooting right out of the screen in his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's using her spread-eagle attack. Yeah. He looks really uh, into it. I'll say that much. And then we have uh, Jago, Glacius, and apparently Orchid has a first name now. It's just B. They don't have her... She didn't have a real name. It's just the letter B. Wasn't B it Orchid. Black Orchid? Borchid? Wouldn't it be Black Orchid because her hair is black? I guess. I don't know. I didn't know she had a first name until now. Maybe it stands for boobs. Who knows? There it is. Big old titties. Orchid. <laughs> and, oh, Spinal. Spinal is the name of the uh, skeleton. And then uh, we have Fulgore at the end with his flowing locks for some reason, even though he's supposed to be like a robot, right? Yeah. We- Why would a robot have a ponytail? And riddle me this. <laughs> hey, fuck. Yeah, you want to ask that question? Why don't you ask it to zero? If he had, like, exhaust coming out that sort of resembled hair, I could buy that, maybe. 
Yeah, flame exhaust. That would be that well, would be awesome. At least Zero has like a human like face, so you can kind of buy it. But Four I mean, it's basically just like a you know, um what's those guys from uh Battle Armor from Fallout. Um No, I was gonna say um Oh gosh, what's that seventies sci fi T V show? Babylon five? No. He's a Cylon. Yeah, he's a Cylon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he looks like a Cylon. So a Cylon with a Wolverine claws and a ponytail of red hair. So I think that's where they got the design. And uh, at the bottom, it looks like Thunderhawk is rocking a boombox on page 35. Is he? Where are you Doesn't it this? look like... On the uh, bottom of page 35, right under Fulgore, you get to see... Uh, Thunder T-Hawk and it looks like he's holding like a boombox over his head oh that's not T-Hawk that's a TJ Combo oh right a different Indian Combo. no that's the uh, that's the boxer Uh, well it still looks like he's doing that the scene from Say Anything yes it does I can I can no he has a whole arcade cabinet over his head well that's what it is that's how he appeals to his girl that's his version of In Your Eyes I see just plays the the attract mode on repeat over his head. <laughs> he's just got he's just got the menu music playing yeah. on loop as he's standing outside her yard. Come on, come on, girl, be my player too. Yeah, you know it. There you go. In your eyes, yeah, Fulgore is the backing man. In your eyes, the light, the dream. Your eyes of a thousand churches. Your eyes, restitution. <laughs> Nice. All right. Moving on to the next game, we have the Smurfs for Super Nintendo. This game looks great. Like, look at the uh, colors. It looks like you're actually playing in the cartoon. For a Super Nintendo to have this level of immersion is pretty darn good. Too bad the play controls are fucking terrible and the stages are out to get you. Oh. Well, that's cute. Oh, I could not make it to the end of the first level. Not even. (laughs) Like... You look at the first page, that's farther than I ever got. Is this too difficult or just boring? Yes! It is too fucking difficult. There are puddles everywhere, and apparently Smurfs are like... I don't know, they must be made out of like a uh, magnesium because they can't handle being near water. Wow, okay. As soon as you step in a puddle, you automatically bounce back in pain and lose a heart. You try jumping over it, and then there's these fuckers that open up their windows and throw out their, I don't know, their pissy, shitty dishwater or whatever. <laughs> and you get splashed with that, and you get bounced back. Oh, smurf me. And you try to, like, use the roofs. But guess what? After two after two houses, you run out of branches, and it's back to puddles surfing. And then when you, you get to the well, you see the well? Uh, no. Of course not. It's right over the first insert that says Rooftop Revelry. And you get to see uh, apparently a Smurf doing parkour. But above that, in the in the uh, first world map... Oh yeah, I see it. You get to see a well. I see and it. And as soon as you get there, that's when some cocksucker, go, cocksucker Smurf, <laughs> he comes gliding in and he swoops down and hits you and takes you out. Nice. You get taken out by your own kind. I don't know what the fuck you did in this town, but it's this a, town fucking hates you. It's their s- puddles are designed to kill you. They all decide to clean out their toilets at the same time when you pass by their house. 
Every Smurf for themselves. It's a Smurf eat Smurf world. <laughs> it's Smurfer. It's Anarchy Smurf. Go Smurf uh, yourself. <laughs> I thought you, so, did yeah. you did you enjoy the Smurfs growing up? I did. I, I thought you did. Music. That's why I wanted you to play this game. How how well, closely does the so you I know the play control was awful and the game was not oh, very fun, but it, you know how about the music? The music match. Yeah, the cartoon? it's fine. It's it's one of those good licensed games where when you open up, it shows like the uh, the clouds are parting. You're up in the sky looking down upon the Smurf village, and then you hear like dee 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 dee. I'm like yes. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's like some East... It's It was made in Brussels, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, if you thought Japanese people hated their... Hated their customers in Brussels, it's just like, you must fight puddle. <laughs> like, nice. I must splash you. In Brussels, just... puddle kills you. <laughs> puddle jumps you. There you go. So, yeah, I have. I didn't even get to the second page of this... Of this magazine it was friggin terrible all right like, so the whole goal I, of this I, game I, if i took time to figure it out and have access to save states mm-hmm. i may have gone to an enjoyable part because <laughs> this game looks fun it does look it really looks nice great the graphics are really good it's capcom you should, graphics. You, you should play it see if it was just my autism kicking in i don't know i believe you about it a lot of these old platformers are just not that good you know but, I mean, you'd get it, and you'd be like, oh, this is just like the cartoon. You'd be happy with that, you know. But the pl- actual gameplay might not have been terribly good. Uh, so the whole story is the vile Gargamel made off of four of your fellow Smurfs is up to you to save them. So the first one is the village. Second, <laughs> second one is the forest level. Then they have the bridge, which looks, if they're not like water, then that looks horrific to play that level. Uh, then they have the dark forest, which is looks exactly like the regular forest, and then we have uh, the lake, which uh, apparently they're just putting you over water again, just a time. Yeah, you. and you're facing rubber ducks. But the highlight of the lake is Azrael presenting. Yes, and licking <laughs> the lips. Well, it's like he's waiting for Gargamel to show up with the wet Q-tip. Lovely. And then uh, you have a more interesting level. They finally switched it up. Instead of left to right constantly, it's more of a maze, a platformer maze, uh, called the Fields, which is less field than it is a giant bush you need to climb through. Not Smurfettes, well, by the way. Well, it was the 90s. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, yeah, there's about 15 levels, and you finish up at Gargamel, Gargamel's Manor House. I mean, are these for? I, I just gotta wonder if everyone in the cat, if everyone in the village is trying to fucking murder you right off the bat. Are these the four assholes that Gargamel took, and they don't want you to succeed? I don't like know. you're the one guy saying, "Look, they're they're our kind," and they're like, "No, they're like the shit of our kind. We don't want them back." <laughs> well, I'm gonna go get them. Don't. Maybe, maybe, who knows? I just hope there's no water, because you all know that I'm dry smurf for a reason. <laughs> Ashy Smurf Smurf. <laughs> Guys, he's, he's, like, he's like he's like the water version of an albino. <laughs> I I can't be near the water. I just break out and die. There you go. I have an aller- I have an allergic reaction to water. 
I'm aquaphobic. All right. Next section is the player play, power players arena. Challenge number one for NHL 96. Skip. Challenge number two, Super Mario Kart. Uh, they say this is on the Star Cup circuit, and they want to see your fastest time for Choco Island 2. And then, okay, here we go. We have a quiz, Mike. Are you ready to have your knowledge tested? Sure, I'm not even looking at the page. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Are you a game fanatic? Do you know games inside and out? Take the following quiz and see how much you know about the favorite games of players around the world. Look for the answers in next month's issue. So, someone record these and we'll uh, figure it out later. All right, number one. You had to find a hospital if you wanted the eggplant off your head in this NES hit. Oh, shit. Uh, fuck, it's not... Um, couldn't be Dragon Warrior. I know that you had to go to hospitals to... Oh, this sounds familiar. Was it Kid Icarus? I don't know. It'll be the next issue. You know what we can do instead of reading out this one and then finding the questions answers next time is they actually had the answers here for last month's quiz, which we apparently missed. So I can ask, ask you those questions. Uh, oh, well, you asked it. We asked these already. These are the Chrono Trigger questions. Eris Dome. I think I said that. I may have been right. I don't know what the second one was. Oh, turning experience points into gold? No, I don't Inside think it was. Inside the black woman. Right, skip that. That was a bad idea. We're going we're gonna to yeah. go back on that. All right. Yeah, this is fucking terrible. Number two. Players could shatter the glass around the rink. So let's both guess then. So you had to find a hospital if you wanted the eggplant off your head in this NES hit. I, I had to imagine it was like Star Tropics or something. Or hmm. Earthbound. They do that in Earthbound? Uh, that would be an NES hit. Oh, this, NES uh, hit? Earthbound came out on the Super Nintendo. I don't remember there being a hospital in Kid Icarus, though. Uh, I guess there's... They didn't want to repeat Apothecary? I, Dragon Warrior? I, oh, I maybe. It feels like more RPG-ish type game. All right, let's move on. Players could shatter the glass around the rink in their first hockey game from EA Sports. I have no idea. Yeah. NHL something. NHL 93. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sell fish in the market for 21 rupees in this Super NES role-playing game. Well, I'm going to go with Zelda because what other games have rupees? Right. I don't remember you being able to sell fish, but or there being a Yeah, market. I don't remember catching fish. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's a, it's a trick question, and it's really... Um, Link's Awakening on the Super Game Boy. Although it says Super NES. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's a trick question. Ah, oh, tricky bastards. But, well, that's my, that's my theory. Anyways, all right. This very vegetarian role-playing game features a series of rock, paper, or scissors battles. Princess Salad? Uh, maybe. T Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom? Right. I thought that was a, a salad tosser. Uh, yeah. All right. Last one is forgive Deneb the witch and your reputation will suffer in the Super NES strategy game. Deneb sounds familiar, but your reputation will suffer. Which games have reputation in them? A Super NES strategy game. Is this one of those Koei things? 
forgive the witch. There's that one that's like first person uh, view that's like point and click. You know what I'm talking about? A, there was a witch. Where it had the weird lion with like the person's face on it. Mm -hmm. The point and click adventure game that's like first person dungeon type look and feel. Uh, there was a Super Nintendo one, I think, where it had, like, a card game. It looked like a card game and, like, a... For, yeah. Ah, fuck it. Well, that one. Whatever. Shout out which one I'm talking about. There's probably people screaming into their uh, headphones right now. Yeah, but in, uh, we see a challenge for Yoshi's Island, and one of them is named Stephen King III. Hmm. From Suquamish, Washington. Oh, and then we have... Uh for Diddy Kong, they had a, a challenge last time, the Battle Zone, for top 10 fastest times to get 102% in Diddy's Conquest. And I just have to call out uh, Patrick Yurchik from uh, Globe, Arizona, because Globe is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about that from experience. <laughs> so, of course, he had the time to do that because he had to live in Globe. So, there you have it. All right. And uh, a guy, Manuel Da Silva. Isn't he a prize fighter or a cage fighter? I don't think so. Anyway, Kirby's Block Ball. Kirby's Block Went. Ball. Hey, I played this one. Hey, do you like Breakout? Yeah. Do you like Kirby? Fuck yeah. Well, this is a game for you, my friend. Woohoo! It has wonderful graphics and sounds. It is traditional Kirby. And it is a breakout in one. And uh, you can press a button as the ball gets to you, and the ball turns into Kirby and blows away more blocks at a time. And you can continue to do that as many times as you want. Uh, and, uh, and then once you beat a couple levels, you can play a mini game. And there's mini games such as uh, air hockey, where you play against an AI opponent, and you try to get a, one of these balls into the opposite uh, goal there and they have another one called a star catcher game they have what appears to look like a solitaire but is not and um, something else involving the same mechanic so it's, it's multiple games involving the same kind of mechanic where you're sliding around a little board at the bottom that has stars on it to uh, bounce a ball off of it so uh, it's a, a fun little game and uh, seems like it'd be good for, you know, at the time for a plane ride, you know, something in small doses. And this is kind of the, kind of a thing that you'd see in like an app store these days. Um, so it's not, uh, you know, game changing or, you know, it's not a, a big game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's well made for what it is. And, uh, Nintendo, uh, should, Nintendo should put out like an app for mobile phones for the Game Boy. An app I mean, it, for mobile phones for the Game Boy. How does that work? Yeah, where you could play like you know, like a Game Boy app. A Game Boy app. That, like that just you an emulator? Play the Game Boy games. Yeah. Oh. No, they're never going to do that. You know who is doing that, though? Is uh, Sega. Like, all, they're one at a time, they're releasing their games, their old games for free in emulation on uh, Android and iOS. And hmm. soon to, like, the consoles, too. And uh, it includes, like, ads with it. So you have to watch, like, an ad if you want to, like, save to the cloud kind of thing. Um, 
but you can also pay like two dollars to pay for it for for life so pretty good deal well this game looks great i like the border for the uh, super game boy where you get to see king ddd flaming kirby mm-hmm. uh apparently kirby after he ate a purple mushroom <laughs> yeah or constipated kirby i don't know kirby is a turd yes as a meat, meat <laughs> or a meatball your choice. A sad meatball. <laughs> he's meat. He's meatwad. He is meatwad there. <laughs> and then porcupine Kirby. Mm-hmm. Kirby Mark. on, uh, yeah, on. Uh, uh, what are those uh, pop rocks? Yeah, he ate a packet of pop rocks and it's just exploding from the inside. <laughs> and uh, now earthworm Jim too. Hold Didn't on. We talk about this before we get to that. On the pa- page forty nine. Is that uh, some sort of a demented, uh, bizarro version of Pac-Man? Oh, you mean the Angry Moon? Yes, but it's yellow, and it has red shoes and red gloves. Well, yeah, because he's an Angry Moon. That's freaking Pac-Man's design. <laughs> it is. It's like Pac-Man if he was like, if he was like a jigsaw puzzle. This it's Pac-Man. This is like a discarded early. A version of Pac-Man before he was finalized. What if Pac-Man looked really cranky? Yeah. What if Pac-Man looked pissed all <laughs> the time? He's like one of those short guys that's just like, Hey, you want to start something? You want to start something, a big puffy palooka? Yeah. It's interesting. All right. Earthworm 2. Game we've already talked about at length. They have it's uh, just codes Codes to skip to various levels. It's the debug mode. You can skip a stage. You can get a plasma gun. You can get a nuke gun. A nuke gun? Uh, oh, it wipes out all the enemies on the screen. You only get one shot, but in most situations, one shot is all you need. Uh, quiz game debug. Interesting. So it's everything that the uh, team used to uh, debug. Oh, I like these questions here. Uh, Sally's cues. I don't know who Sally is, but Sally's asking questions here. Um, Sally Mander, obviously. Look at her. Oh yes. How does Jim spell his first name? And it says, oh, "Is this? Oh, these are answers to uh, the game." Oh, I guess they're jokes, or these are like there's like a quiz in the game, and these are all the answers to it. How does Jim spell his first name? Jim. See, Jim. Oh my god. And then it says, may I, may I please be, let's switch off on these. May I please be excused to go to the bathroom? The Industrial Revolution. <laughs> Do you know the way to San Jose? Missile Command. What is Doc Dudonum's favorite cheese? Duo, uh, it's Duodenum, which is related to the pancreas. Thank you. Camembert. Can Jim recite the raven? I don't know. What is the capital of Assyria? Red. What is Princess What's-Her-Name's real name? What's her name? When is Jim's birthday? December 6th, 1965. Was that the Kennedy assassination? I don't know. It, or the day the Beatles came? I don't know. In what year? Oh. Hey, Are you going to read? Hey, Google. What happened on December 6th, 1965? Here are some results from a search. Uh, let's see here. Find out below on this day. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Two trucks crashed into a crowd of dancers in 
Sabatuba Togo killing 125 people. Probably not it. Uh, famous birthday. Gordon Dury, Scottish footballer. Famous deaths. Alberto Vaccari, Italian Jesuit slash Old Testament scholar, dies at 90. So, I guess uh, the date... Obviously, we, got, we have some Jesuit historians on the is, uh, development team. I think they just picked it at random. In what year was the Battle of Hastings? 1066. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck? Less than A, more than B. Can you rub your stomach and pat your head? Nope. What is the specific graffiti of corn on the cob? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. God, that's dated. Phrase your response in the form of a question. Yes. <laughs> Should the capital gains tax be repealed? <laughs> yes. What color is Jim's red gun? Green. Can Jim speak French? No. And it's not even spelled no. All right. There's more. Uh, There's more. Yeah, there is. Can Jim speak German? Bitte, wo ist die Toilette? <laughs> Can Jim speak Spanish? See. Can Jim speak Chinese? How's it going? Can Jim speak Farsi? No. Does Jim have piranha in his aquarium? Both A and B. Does Jim's mother approve his dates? No, she does not. Can Peter Puppy have a bite of your ice cream sandwich? Over my dead body. In a dogfight between a Spitfire and a Harrier, which plane would win? The Harrier. <laughs> some meatloaf and I'll boil some potatoes. Why? What is the capital of South Dakota? Gila Bend, Arizona. Can't confirm. What color is a marshmallow? Carnivorous. <laughs> How long is a piece of string? The same shape as something beige. <laughs> what? Who is the patron saint of video games? St. Charles Chip Buddy. How many legs has a Katie did? Eleven. How do you compute the area of a circle? Ask your doctor or pharmacist. <laughs> what? Oh, these are all absurd. Oh my gosh, it's there's like, more. It's, it's, not, it's not like we're trying all less truck. Which, which was more. One last one. Here we go. Oh boy. All right. What is the species name of the duck-billed platypus? I actually know what that is, but it's in here in the game. It's St. Petersburg, Florida. Who won the 1994 World Cup? Napoleon. How many TV sets are in the average American household? Orange. An average of 2.8 children. How about if you drain the broth? How many noodles would there be? <laughs> what? Are you going to be... Are you being served? Chip buddy. What is a paradox? I don't know. It's when, Bill, it's when Ben Casey meets Gildare. Did you save any room for pie? You gotta be kidding. What is a Tar Heel? Chip Buddy. Who was Charlemagne? Chip Buddy. <laughs> what Broadway musical is based on annelids? Annie. <laughs> what is the Union Jack? Organized labor tools for changing a flat tire. <laughs> wow. Uh, coal is to water as a light bulb is to? Wet coal. If cigarettes cause cancer, what causes Capricorn? <laughs> One and a half pounds of butter. Oh. Will you please knock it off? Yes. Hey, kids, what time is it? Nick. Can Jim speak Japanese? Lee. <laughs> so just bizarre. All right, we're about at the halfway mark here. We have a poster in the middle here for the Olympic Summer Games with somebody I don't know. I'm guessing a hurdler. Oh, it says Mark 
career world record holder and 96 Olympic hopeful 110 meter hurdles. So if you like that guy, there's a picture of him. And it looks like, is that a part in the middle of his head? Or do you actually have like a scar down the middle of his head? Are you yeah, seeing that? It look, yeah, it looks like someone just took their finger and like dragged it along his head. It, and like singed all of his hair. It looks like he might have a scar there. Anyways. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe he had like a, a top lobotomy or something. Hmm. All right. Anyways, we're at the halfway part mark here. We're going to take a break and uh, we'll pick it back up at page 95 with the Epic Center. And we'll start digging into the RPGs. And as always, if you'd like to find more about us, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. If you want to find old episodes or link to all of our stuff, you can go to our website, playingwithpowerpodcast.com. We've got links to our Patreon page. If you want to support us and help us pay for hosting or help uh, give money to Mike, who needs a job, um, you could also go onto iTunes and leave us a review and help get the word out. Or if you just want to reach out to us on Twitter or, or YouTube, We've got all that and more, and plus all our old episodes are on the website as well. So, without further ado, thank you all for joining us on this wonderful adventure. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with 